Kobe, 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 Kobe. Hi guys, thanks for saying, dude, no joke. I am like not even kidding. For two days straight, uh, I played We Are the Champions and did like a full-on like dance routine for my students via Zoom, celebrating, uh, celebrating the this championship. You know what else I did? All you guys are suffering from not having me as a teacher because you know what? Hashtag no class for Kobe. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I shut down all of my classes for Kobe and this championship. I said, you know what? We can't have a parade. We can't be together. But you know what? We can't celebrate in this class. No class today. Uh, shut down. <laughs> no yeah, dude, I seriously, like, uh, no class for Kobe. It was a real thing. I went around the school. It was, uh, I almost started a revolution, dude. I had, like, kids petitioning other teachers to cancel their class, too. Hashtag no class for Kobe. Uh, but it didn't work for them. But it worked in my class, though. And I gave them. <laughs> you can do I, that? They didn't tell you anything? Yeah, man, I don't care. Uh, I mean, no one's told me anything yet. So we'll see <laughs> what they say once that uh, reaches, like, my admin, I guess. But. No, oh, man. I think, uh, no, this was like the week after our our midterms, which is why I wasn't here last week, because I was like slaving away at all that stuff. But um, so they had already said, like, don't teach any new content. You can literally play a movie for them if you want. So I was like, dude, why am I going to waste your time? Like, just get them out of here, dude. And it was a perfect opportunity for this wonderful hashtag. hashtag no class for Kobe? No class for Kobe. Man. So, but prior to that, like, I, I legit had like a whole dance number routine i was all decked out in like my laker gear uh and uh, it was fantastic i know some of them recorded it so hopefully i can get a copy of that sent to me that's so, awesome like, dude yeah i'm so excited we're obviously for those that don't know we're la locals natives and we love the lakers and they won the championship this weekend Lakers. And I want all, everyone, and I know this is probably, I don't like know. like that, because I'm like that. What? <laughs> Dude, freaking <laughs> Shannon Sharp is probably one of the best announcers. If any of you guys just want to be, like, entertained, just go watch an episode of Undisputed on. Uh, dude, on I don't know about that. Because Shannon Sharp is, like, the funniest person that you'll ever see. Skip Bayless is an idiot, but, like, Shannon Sharp, just, like, watch Shannon. Like, if there's a super cut. Of like Shannon Sharp's like facial expressions and reactions, it is by far one of the most entertaining things that you will ever see in your life. Shannon Sharp is is a he's like the goat. <laughs> he's like I, I have to admit that Shannon Sharp is freaking hilarious, uh, <laughs> and the things that he does. But it just it like like what was it this last week or this last couple of days? He he's like he's talking about Kawhi Kawhi what it do. You know what it don't do? Win championships in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was yeah. hilarious, dude. I was like, oh, my God. It was hilarious. Don't, don't, so funny. Don't, don't do that, Skit. Don't do that, Skit. Don't do that, Skit. Do that, skit. <laughs> the way he talks, dude. Love it's it. hilarious. I love that, every... That fool brought a real goat. A real uh, goat yeah, with a jersey on. With a freaking jersey on. <laughs> he had a little crown on. And everything. <laughs> he had a it was so freaking fantastic. Oh, oh man, it was so God. good. Anyways, this side of the point, we get back, we digress. Ladies and gentlemen, freaking Lakers won the championship. Uh, uh, it was fantastic. And we're just, we're on a, we're on a whole other level, dude. We on some foolishness level right now, because that was, it was 10 years in the making 
and finally, finally it happened. Finally, freaking dude, it was crazy. Like Danny Green got death threats for missing that shot on Friday. Did you see the video? Like, like, freaking people do, man. Like we take it a little bit too far, but still, I don't care. Did I you Did you see the video of of uh, when people were celebrating at Staples Center? Uh, and apparently, when Bubble dude, Boy, what? Did you see Bubble Boy? I saw the Bubble Boy. That was <clears throat> that was pretty dope. But That's no, legit. what I was gonna say was, there was a, a video of a guy who supposedly said in front of all that crowd said f kobe wow he got i'm sure he got massacred matt dude he got beat up like why would you do that there's video all these there's video of it yeah dude there's these guys with laker jerseys just railing on that guy dude it's like why would you do that man i don't condone it but why would you do that why would you put yourself in that situation like that dude I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't condone it either, but, like, that's just you being dumb. Exactly. Like, Why would you do that? It's, it's like, just, it's just dumb. Don't do that. But anyways, yes, Lakers won. We're happy. And this is a new episode of the Beta Report. What up? That's right. I'm your host. One of your co-hosts. I am the con. We got Jay. What up, Jay? What up, everyone? Happy to be back. Happy yeah, to be yeah, here. yeah. I hope that it's so sporadic, but you know what? We got to do what we got to do, man. That's right. That's, that's right. What we gotta do. No, Uno today, Uno couldn't make it, but he, uh, hopefully he'll be here next week. But uh, we got a new episode for you guys and a couple of things we want to talk about. Hit up. We got Halloween coming up. We got some stuff to talk about that. So let's get started. Let's get started with a, just a bit of news before we jump into some of the stuff we wanted to talk about. Doctor Strange is in Spider-Man 3. What up? What? Confirmed. What? Doctor Strange will be in Spider-Man 3, and it looks like he'll probably be, like, the new mentor, like, sort of taking over uh, Tony Stark's uh, sort of position. So he'll be, you know, mentoring um, uh, Peter Parker. So it's kind of interesting because you did kind of see that, you know, sort of respect with Doctor Strange and uh, Infinity War and in um, not so much in, uh, um, oh, my God. Endgame, but uh, you, I could see that, you know, kind of fitting in there. So uh, it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. And, and obviously this opens up the other part of this rumor about Spider-Man 3, and I don't know if you've heard about it too, is that there is rumors that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are also joining Spider-Man 3, probably, probably playing their respective Spider-Mans. So, so they're like a Spider-Verse thing? Yes. Well, think about yeah. it. If you have Doctor Strange in there, right? The guy yeah. who could open up multiverse, you know, the uh, the other dimensions or, I mean, basically the multiverse here. So why wouldn't he be able to open up another universe where we have a different Spider-Man? Uh, and that goes with the other news of Jamie Foxx joining Spider-Man 3 as the same character he was in Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield, which was Electro, which I'm not too crazy about that because I didn't like his Electro that much. <clears throat> but they're still keeping in with, I guess, you know, in, in that universe, you know, that they're, you know, the universe of where Andrew Garfield was in and uh, Tobey Maguire. So I don't know, man. What do you think about that? What, what do you think about that news? Uh, well, let's start with the whole Doctor Strange uh, announcement. I think that is... I think it was it was probably like it was tailor made. I think they were already kind of grooming uh, 
what's his face um benedict cumberbatch to be that new like tony stark ish type character they were both kind of playing with the same like archetype type formula so um so i think it's kind of natural that they're kind of going with that same character as being like the leader of the group uh and i think it's unfortunate too because i, I was kind of anticipating black panther kind of being the foil to that you know like being the captain america to his tony stark you know what i mean so um again like we mourn the loss of chadwick boseman it's kind of unfortunate that we probably won't see that um but i think that's a great choice i think having dr strange as like that new mentor character is uh is pretty fantastic and honestly dude like the other day i just randomly started watching dr strange again i feel like that's like an underrated movie not to say that it's it's like a gold tier movie but i definitely think it's like a strong like like silver tier middle of the pack type of movie uh but it's it's i feel like it's it's kind of forgettable like people um not to say that like the movie's forgettable but i feel like it's it gets forgotten and just all the other greatness that marvel's put out uh but it's actually a really good movie i liked it i enjoyed it and- I, I love dr strange dude i, I really liked it and uh it's still one of my favorites to go back and, and revisit uh and you're right I, I do like it i do think it's it's one of the underappreciated movies i mean there's yeah. so many other obviously marvel movies but it definitely is one of the underappreciated movies um like one of the other ones i love to revisit too are the ant-man movies yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I was just about to say right now. Those <laughs> all just kind of sit like on a shelf by themselves. Like those movies, uh, I feel like occupy like a certain space of just like perfect rewatchability. And I think that's probably why those movies come out on like TNT so much. Because it's one of those like anytime it's on, like you're gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah. And they have just like that joyful like watchability of just sitting there and enjoying the movie at any point in time that you catch it. You don't necessarily have to watch it from the beginning. You can watch it at any point and like just start enjoying it and like watching it. Uh, so I think it's it's one of those like yeah, very much like underappreciated movies. So having his character, I think, involved with, uh, and they already had like really good chemistry too. Like uh, in um, in uh, 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 it called? Infinity War, uh, they had pretty good. It was Infinity War, right? Where Peter Parker? And, yeah, yeah, that's where they have the most interaction. As opposed right, to, right. In, uh, they don't have that much interaction in uh, Peter Parker and Doctor Strange in uh, Endgame as they did in, in Infinity Wars. A little bit more than that. But, uh, yeah, I thought there was really good chemistry between them. I, I, I could see that whole mentor um, uh, um, position or, you know, place that he would be taking. So, I'm all for it. I, I think it's a cool idea to have all those Spider-Man kind of together and, you know, dropping in in this movie. So, anything with the multiverse, dude, like... I mean, would would it be possible they they would introduce Miles Morales, dude? That would be pretty awesome, dude. That would be great. So I mean, you know, with the new game coming out too, and I'm sure that's going to have some play, and that's going to kind of give some interest into Miles Morales. So I wonder if that will kind of enter into um, Spider Man Three. So that would be pretty awesome to 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 have that. Um, dude, I think they have like the perfect character to play. Him as well, like the voice. I forget what his name is. Shamik what? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like freaking uh, uh, DJ Shaolin, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, uh, that dude. Freaking uh, um, yeah. Like you guys know who he is. Like I think he, he he does the voice for Miles in the in the animated Spider-Man movie. He's in a movie called Dope. Dope. That's where he's. Yeah, yeah. He's in Dope also. Yeah. Um, 
but he is uh like that that movie is still that spider-man movie is still by far like the best spider-man movie so i think it would be a wasted opportunity if they don't use that character again and i think he's like perfect for it like they can adapt him to like the live action version and i wonder if they already kind of thought of that because he might look a little too old though maybe I don't know. I mean, I mean, he looked young and dope, and maybe if they could make him look that way, you know, but shave his facial hair. Yeah, dang, that was loud. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I mean, he's like a small. He's he's he seems like a pretty short dude too, so I'm sure he can probably. Yeah, uh, maybe he could probably fit into that role. But either way, I don't know. I just feel like he's uh, he would be perfect for that, like the live action version of it. But yeah, if you have like a a culmination of, you could even bring Nicolas Cage. To play like the Spider-Man Noir character too, like I think that would be pretty dope. Because you could just keep him behind his mask the whole time and just having his voice oh, there would be that, awesome. That would be pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, just the possibilities of that, and we already know that it works, right? Like, I mean, we haven't seen it with these characters in particular with with Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, but the idea of having of having multiple Spider-Man in one movie works. So uh, I have. It's it's kind of like strange to say since we're talking about Doctor Strange, but it is kind of weird to say that we we do. Uh, I do have faith in Sony and what they're doing with Spider Man. Well, it's not just Sony; they have like the Marvel people working with them too. So that's why I'm not too worried about it. You know, if they went off on their own, like those other projects that they're doing, like uh, uh, what's the guy's what's that guy name? Uh, Mobius. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Marvel's not really involved in that, so that kind of you know, that kind of like not that it worries me because I don't care about that, but I'm not really like too like into that because it's not really, you know, kind of wrapping it up with the rest. Even though I think they they've already talked, you know, they're they're gonna have like little, they they're supposed to be tied into the whole universe, but yeah, I lowkey forgot about that, dude. Yeah, dude, it's well the COVID, dude. It's yeah. like all that has changed everything, dude. Which brings me to my next point, real quick. So. Um, they've announced on Disney Plus that the next Pixar movie called Soul will be direct to streaming on December 25th. And I mean, I'm I've been I've been saying this before. I'm I'm all right with releasing movies on VOD, and I'm all good about that, dude. I don't need to be in a theater. I know people. There is the movie theater experience, obviously. And people, despite, you know, that want to still put it in theaters, but it's just not, you know, it's not worth it to go ahead and risk the corona just to watch a movie and stuff. Just watch it at home, you know? But uh, they're still trying to get people into the theaters and stuff. But I guess Disney decided, you know what? No, it's not, it's not, I guess, worth it. So they're going to put um, Soul, which is the next Pixar movie, on direct-to-video or on-demand on that, you know, premiere access that they have. And apparently Mulan did really well, too. I wish I had the numbers. I, I should have looked it up. But Mulan, from what I read in that same article about Seoul, was that it did really well. So that's why they said they're going to go ahead and, and do that. Um, they still won't release Black Widow, though. They moved it to 2021. So, so are they going to are you, uh, are they gonna charge you extra for Oh, um, There's no doubt. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, they got to make some money off of it. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be like maybe $29.99 for... Um, what I like about Disney Plus is it's not a rental. It's like you buy it and then it'll stay in your library, um, you know, as long as you have Disney Plus. So, yeah. um, or and until they release it for everybody to watch. 
Because I think Mulan will be released like in December or something like that for everyone. Right. So, so yeah, dude, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm good with that. I don't know what you, but if they release right now every movie on in on uh, on VOD, I'm good, man. I'm, I don't mind. I actually save buddy because taking my full family to the theater comes out way more expensive. So, I was uh, uh I was actually just kind of going through that idea in my head uh, uh yesterday actually because I, I just mentioned to you we just saw 1917 and so we were just kind of like hanging out here we're like oh dude let's have some popcorn or whatever so we made some popcorn we had like some drinks here and it was just like me and christina we were just like in our recliner seat here at home just chilling watching it and then i was just kind of like thinking to myself it was like like this movie, it, the movie is fantastic, by the way. I don't know if we ever talked about it on this show, but it was, it's a great movie. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, you can rent it. I, I think they boosted up the price, but because of Prime Day, they had, uh, they priced it at like two bucks, I think, to rent it. Um, but it's worth buying if you guys want to check it out. We ended up buying it. Um, anyway, so, um, uh, what was going to say? Yeah, so I was just thinking, like, oh, you know, like, would this movie be worth watching in the theater? Like, am I really truly missing that experience and, and like not enjoying the movie as much as I would if I were in the theater. And like a part of me, I think that like purist in me, like theater purist in me was like, yes, dude, what are you talking about? Of course you need that theater experience you wanted to have in, but that still voice is very small. Like now I do feel like I can have, I can enjoy movies here at home just as much as I could in the theater. And it is, and not to make it sound more dramatic or whatever, but it is kind of scary. It's like I'm becoming complacent in my entertainment needs, I guess. Like I don't really feel like I, I need that whole theater experience anymore like I used to. Now, I think like if we were in, I, I, I think we were blessed in the, in the sense that all this happened after Endgame and all this ha happened after <laughs> Star Wars and all of this happened after like those big huge movies. Yes, like we had Tenet come out, but it's like it doesn't it pales in comparison to like what these gigantic movies were all about. Because I think in that sense, there's so much invested in that stuff that I think I probably would have like convinced myself that it was worth the risk to go to a theater to watch those movies there. So I think that desire is still there, it just depends on what type of movie we're talking about. But I think just like your regular run-of-the-mill type of things that would come out that you would kind of go and catch if you didn't have anything else to do on the weekend. Like, I'm okay with just watching that at home now. Like, yeah. I, I'm really running for that, or I'm not really, like, lobbying for that experience anymore. I'm like, no, I have to watch all these movies in the theater. Like, that's how I was before. I feel like, oh, it was very important for me to watch a movie in the theater because the whole experience is cool, right? Like, you're sitting in these, like, new recliner seats and you're, you're amongst other people and you're getting the reactions of people too and you got the big screen, the good sound system, your popcorn, your drinks, all that stuff. Uh, and it was like a fun experience to go to. But now that you kind of think about it, it's like, I don't know. I think I can, I'm accustomed to like not living with that anymore. Yeah. Not having it. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm, I'm all for it, dude. I'm like, you know, I can have, like you said, I don't have to pay, aside from the movie tickets, another $40 for a tub of popcorn and like two drinks or something. So I could just have them all here, dude, and just kick it in our home and and watching on our own tv and home theater stuff and i'm good although yeah i do miss being in like obviously like you said we were able to see like some of these bigger movies in the theater like endgame and and um uh um 
the Star Wars movies and stuff. So, yeah, they, you know, <laughs> it's funny we see. Thank God we got to see those in the theater. Uh, but uh, I strategically use the word blessed because yeah. I know that there was. Uh, yeah, it's really. I think you know. I like I said. I think I would have risked it for some of one of those movies, dude. I think it was just that important. I know, dude. I think if 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 Endgame would have been in this pandemic, dude, I would have gone in a hazmat suit. To the or yeah, dude, seriously, Bubble Boy. Like I would have been the legit Bubble Boy, just like walked around in like a full on like bubble suit, and just floated around like the the seats back and forth. I'm like, dude, don't even trip. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna bounce around everywhere. Yeah, that would have been tough, dude. With a can of Lysol, just spraying every couple minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. somebody walks by, pss, like, yeah, you know, I don't want your trail. Dude, it's funny because I think it was right around. Uh, it was right around like February or March, right before like this whole shutdown happened. And it was when Onward came out. And it was it uh it was um right after my father-in-law had passed away. So it was like very important for my wife and, and my brother-in-law to go out and watch that movie because of like the big part of that movie is like them wanting to be with their dad again. So it just had like this big emotional pull for them and for me too. It was just like that desire that these kids had and like, you know. The uh, that movie is great, by the way. If you guys haven't seen that either, but um, so the coronavirus was already kind of around, and I remember we were just kind of thinking, like, shoot, like, is this is this okay? Should we do this? And of course, right behind us, dude, this freaking little kid it was like, I <clears throat> like the nastiest, dirtiest, chunkiest cough you've ever heard in your life. That does not I sound like a little kid, bro. Oh that, my, that does not sound like a little kid. I tell you that. Dude, I'm telling you, it was like this kid had been smoking for like his four years of life <laughs> and just developed like that black lung. Seriously. And it was, and we were just thinking like, oh, you're shoot. Like, like, you're like this, this little kid behind us. It was that bad. It was seriously that bad. But, um, you know, so I think something like that, because we already knew that the coronavirus was a thing and it was around and we still kind of took the risk because we felt like that movie was like important to watch at that moment. So I think like having that experience kind of like with like it, it kind of changes our perspective a little bit. Um, then not so much now. I think we've kind of just grown, excuse me, so accustomed to like watching things at home that I, I honestly feel like for every day, like I mentioned, run of the mill type of movies, like it's mm-hmm. gonna be hard for us to like pull ourselves. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, let's shift uh, gears real quick. Uh, I wanted to talk about, since the month of October, there's a lot of shows that we could recommend to talk, to to watch to get into that whole Halloween uh, mood. Exactly. So I thought we'd talk about some of the shows that are out there that we would recommend for people to watch during Halloween. And uh, I don't know if this is a show you would recommend or not, but you started watching... The Haunting of Bly Manor. You watched the one before, right? The yeah, dude. The Haunting of the Hill House. The Haunting of the Hill House. What? What? <laughs> I didn't say it right. The, the Haunting, Haunting of Hill House. Right? Okay, no, me. I didn't say it right. I was like the Haunting oh. Hill House. What? 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 <laughs> Haunting of Hill House, right? Yes. I okay, think so. Right. So, uh, and I believe you liked it, right? It was a you were a fan of it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That that show was it was great all around. It was. That was what, like, if anyone is interested in knowing how to use atmosphere and how to, like, just set a creepy vibe and, like, tone in, in a show, like, that is it, dude. Like, 
that one doesn't really have too many like jump scares or anything like that but it just has this like overwhelming feeling of dread and like despair and and creepiness and scare like it isn't so like the the success of the show i think because it does have like those like jump scare like creepy like monster moments and stuff but i think what really makes that show great uh, aside from like the the great actors that it has is um just their use of like atmosphere and just the creepiness of uh of like a, the setting of the house of and some of them are not even like in a house it's just they they work at a funeral home so like just the stuff in the funeral home too like everything the way that they use everything is just like really well done and this one i've only gone through like the first two episodes and already they're kind of doing the exact same thing like it's just a sense of creepiness that is just underlying everything in this show and it's just like you know it's just that that like winding of tension in you the entire time and you're just like always feeling like something is going to happen something's going to pop out like something and it just continues to like wind and wind and wind you're just feeling like more and more tense uh it's it's awesome dude like it's it's really good so i definitely again i'm only like two episodes into it but i i would recommend like sticking with it and going and watching the rest of it um yeah, so I, I saw, um, and, and apparently they're doing, they're sort of like sequels, but they're more like anthologies of yeah. hauntings and stuff. So they're sort of like the same, the haunting of something, but it's, you know, because I don't know how it, I, I don't think it's 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 uh, uh, noted as season two or anything on Netflix, right? It's just called The Haunting of, what is it, Bly Manor? Bly Manor, yeah. Bly Manor. I think the cool thing, too, is they're kind of going the uh, American Horror Story route, too, where they're casting the same character or the same actors, but for different roles. Oh, I didn't realize that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. um, so that's that's really cool because you kind of have, like, it kind of sets this, like, continuity already within the character, so you kind of know who the characters are, but then it's cool to kind of see them, like, reverse their roles a little bit or just playing completely different roles uh, within the show, too. Uh, so, so I thought that was like pretty cool too. Um, cause I really love, like I said, one of the shining moments, uh, or like one of the, the, um, the successes of this show was the casting. Like the, the actors and actresses in the show are, are fantastic, dude. They're like really good. It always trips me out that this is, um, the kid from ET. Uh, oh yeah. The, like that's him that is, but it's like grown up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you look at his face and it's like, oh shoot, that really is you. What the heck? It's like. It's crazy, but he's like one of the main uh, protagonists in the show. Crazy. So do you? Because uh, you've only watched two episodes. I've watched a couple clips, and it looks like pretty creepy. Like the dolls that she has, especially one particular doll that she has, that the face is all weird. So yeah, I, um, I haven't started watching it, but so far with two episodes in, do you think you could just? Do you feel you could recommend this and people start? Oh watching yeah, for this? sure, for sure. Like I mentioned before, I think this is one definitely worth sticking uh, with. It is a bit of a slow burn, but I think. That's the whole purpose. And I think that slow burn also helps with that feeling of like that creepy feeling. Kind of set up the. Yeah. 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 So it, it just continues to wind that tension as like the action starts to kind of take place. And there's like a really cool detail too that they like, they start the entire show off with. And it's a, the main character, she like sees this like figure in like reflections, glass reflections. So, uh, in her hostel and in her home, like whatever room she's in, she always has to cover like every mirror that she sees or like a window. Uh, if she sees like a reflection in it, she'll see like this weird, 
like glowing eyed figure or ghost or something. So I just, I don't know what it is yet because I haven't really gone through the, the whole show yet. But I just think that's like a really cool like character detail that like everywhere she goes, she has to cover every mirror that she has because she's seeing something and something is obviously attached to her. Uh, so I don't know. I just think that's, that's really cool. I love, I love that they did that. So I'm going to talk about two shows real quick that I, that I would recommend. And I'm going to start off with one that got some, uh, got some marketing, which is uh, a show called a ratchet, which is about a nurse named Mildred ratchet. That's the, what, what the name ratchet uh, pertains to. And, this show, dude, it is, it's so weird that it, well, it gives you that American horror story kind of vibe to it, where everything's like creepy and stuff, dude. It's kind of like, I watched like the first, the same like you, first like two episodes, and you get this uncomfortable feeling watching this, these shows, dude. It is crazy. It's really weird. The whole show is like very surreal, like... Am I watching a dream sequence or is this actual part of the show? It's kind of weird and everything. And it's like that, again, that American Horror Story type vibe. And Sarah, Paul, Sarah Paulson, who, who is in American Horror Story, uh, or has, has played uh, uh, parts of that in, in American Horror Story, is um, is perfect for the role because she could play creepy. She could play uh, sort of very menacing. Because this Nurse Ratchet, dude, she is like, there's darkness in her, dude. And it's really crazy how she plays this like it's just weird it's hard to describe the the what is this show about so i've seen like the the preview for it on netflix but like it's it's kind of hard to put your finger on it like what what is actually happening so it takes place in 1947 and actually this nurse mildred ratchet she's actually playing like a sort of a prequel to the nurse in one flew over the cuckoo's nest and i don't know if you remember that movie Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the Jack Nicholson movie where he's in a in a psychiatric uh, right, 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 mental uh-huh. hospital, and the nurse is the one who you get, sort of abuses the um, all the mental patients there, and she's evil, and she like really like she's just really evil, and that's Nurse Ratchet, which is the same nurse in this show. It's sort of like a prequel to to no her. way, really. Yeah. So so yeah, exactly. So it's about her uh, and her. Um, working at a at a psychiatric hospital and the things that she does there and there's like i, I can't even uh say too much because like the first episode kind of sets everything out there and there's like kind of a little twist in there too so it's worth watching um uh, so i highly recommend you watch the first episode if that's something that's i think i think you'll know right away the first episode if you want to keep watching or not and so it might not be for everybody because of how weird it is and how just like I'm telling you, dude, it's like you get this weird kind of uncomfortable feeling watching it, dude, because it's just weird. It's crazy. Um, but I think it's perfect for Halloween, dude, something to watch. The first the first couple minutes, dude, it's about this. It's this one guy just pretty much um, uh, massacring a bunch of uh, priests. What the heck? Yeah, it's crazy. So, in that scene itself, dude, it's just so creepy, man. I think that's where I started feeling uncomfortable already from the beginning right there, dude. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a trip. But I think for Halloween, dude, it, it's, you know, I, I would recommend people watching it and uh, decide for yourself there if you want to keep watching or not. That's crazy, dude. I, yeah, I definitely want to check it out. I've seen, like I said, I, I it was hard. And I didn't make that connection either uh, by the name. Um, that is pretty insane that this is a kind of a prequel to that movie. Uh, 
so now it makes me want to watch it even more because I loved One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Cuckoo's Nest, which I think is like available to stream now. It is. Is it on, is it on Netflix? Too? Um, I'm not sure what streaming service, but I'm sure you can find it. Just Google it real quick. You'll find out which streaming service is on. But I believe it might be Netflix. It makes sense okay. that they put it there to kind of lead people to it, you know, and yeah. people watching Ratchet. But Ratchet is, is really good, man. It's... Well, at least the first episode was great. I think you should go check, check it out and see if, you know, it would be something that you'd want to watch again. Uh, or we'd want to watch, start watching, not again, but start watching. Nice. Um, the other one, dude, I this one I can tell you right now, I highly recommend. I really liked it, and it is freaking creepy, dude. Um, it's a show called Evil. Kind of on the nose there, right? Just Ooh. call it Evil. So the show Evil, man, uh, and the reason I came across this was I found uh, an article that uh, that right at the beginning was like, oh, well, let's talk about this show where that all these Netflix people are discovering. And I'm like, what? Which one? What are you talking about? And I, look at, I went up and, and checked it out. And yeah, sure enough, it's like it's on the top 10. of uh, You know, you get that top 10 in your Netflix queue now. And on it was evil. So I said, I'm going to go check it out. And I started watching it. Bro, it is it's pretty dope, dude. It gives you that X Files feeling. So the really the premise about it is a nice. um a um what would you call it? What would you call her? Like a psychotherapist? No, no. Um forensic therapist, a forensic psychologist. That's what she okay. is. And she um is recruited by a sort of priest in training who's played by Mike Coulter of um Luke Cage fame. Mm-hmm. And they also have a guy named Ben who's like the tech guy. And he's works for the Vatican, and they're out there to prove or disprove um, occurrences that might deal with demon possession. Um, uh, what's the other or miracles? And if there's like an exorcism, need, exorcism needed, and if there was a true actual miracle that happened, so it's sort of like they're investigating these occurrences. And um, Mike Coulter obviously plays the part of faith and that he believes in God and believes in miracles and, and, and demon possession. And the, um, and I don't remember her name, Katja or something. I, I apologize that I can't remember her name. But the, um, the woman, the, the other lead in the series, she plays the more science-oriented. And she's sort of backed up with the, the tech guy, Ben, who doesn't believe in, uh, in all this also. And so there's bo- these moments that, are like, you know, super creepy because it, it deals with like demon possession. If you ever seen like videos and stuff like that of you know so called actual demon possession, it's like or, or or heard audio about that stuff. It's super scary. It's super crazy, dude. It's uh, I mean, just watch The Exorcist, right? That movie itself was just freak you out. But this right. show, dude, it, it it's it it's good and and the way it balances how. Um, not everything is like, oh, everything is demon possession and everything is miracles, but sometimes they have some explanation for it and some others they don't. They're like, they have that balance of you, there is that belief, you know, uh, you know, as as Christians, obviously we know, you know, the existence of this other stuff, you know, the spiritual battle, the demons and all this other stuff. But for those that don't, you know, there's always the explanation for science, I guess, right? But... Yeah there's always something that cannot be explained and that's where faith comes in and stuff. And so it's weird. It's kind of, I'm not doing it service or trying to explain it, but I think it has that good balance of, you know, even though there's not demon possession um, in this, you know, 
in this uh, scene, or, or I should say in this case, uh, I'm not talking about the show, there's obviously influence. And so it, it's weird, dude. I'm like, maybe I'm going too much into like, um, um, not theory, but into um, uh, biblical teaching, I guess, where it could be that there is influence in the people doing evil as opposed to like actual demon possession. So mm-hmm. it's like, it talks about kind of that stuff and it's like, that's pretty cool, but it's all wrapped up in this package of being creepy and then she's having nightmares of a demon that's haunting her dude. It's crazy. That part what? is, hey. dude, she has like this dream of a demon. The demon's name is George. He's like, oh, comes dude. up and his name is George. He comes up and it's like, it's just crazy, dude. And she's like being kind of tormented by this demon that keeps showing up. Her daughter talks about it. Oh, I had this dream about this mom. She's like, how is she having the same dream I am? Like, it's crazy. So yeah, it, it, like, what the heck? Yeah, so the show's called Evil. It's on Netflix. So all these episodes, I think it's about 10 episodes available. Um, and it, it was on regular network TV. So um, you know, that's, that's where it's going to come out. I think it was like on Channel 2 here in LA, um, on CBS, I should say. I got made fun of Uno saying Channel 2. Or, or channel <laughs> sound on CBS, um, but yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a good show, man. It's worth watching. It's totally creepy, totally made to watch during October, dude. So go and check that out, dude. So yeah, I'm I'm totally for it, dude. Kind of like in the same. Well, not I shouldn't even say in the same vein, but um, I did watch something recently that was like. Uh, it wasn't like creepy or anything like that, but it, it did like kind of make me think like what would possess someone to do that? And that was that American murder. I think it was called uh, the one where it was the, um, I saw that dude. Uh, what was the Chris guy? Watts? What was it? Chris, Chris, Chris Watts. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the whole like Watts family murder thing. Uh, we watched that documentary, bro. bro it that, like, I, I saw it too. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. And, and again, like I, we, we had a legitimate conversation with my wife. Uh, with Christina, of like, like, is that would would that be considered like demon possession or something like that? Because like the he seems so nonchalant about the whole thing. Like he was just like there was never you never actually saw like remorse in him and like like his children, bro. Like he did that to like his own kids, like. Bro, that bro, bro, that, I don't know, that movie, uh, American Murder, I think it was the Family Next Door, or something like that. Yeah, um, is probably the creepiest and scariest found footage movie. Yes, ever, dude. Ever because the yeah. whole movie is based on just footage of of the interrogation, the when cops show up at his house, the 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 ring. I, I'm saying it's a ring, but I don't know what it is. Like the security little camera outside the mm-hmm. front door. Of other people's doors, it's it's just there is no talking heads in this movie, it, you know. There's I, and the way I I also love like the what they did with like the text messages too, like to just kind of fill that like that context void. So if you didn't really know, like yeah, because there is no narrator, there's no uh, no one's really guiding you through the story. Yeah, it's all literally through like police cam footage. Or, yeah, like, uh, the camera footage from... Maybe they'll have, like, some news report footage and stuff that kind of, like, helps move the story along, too. But a lot of it, it's literally just pictures and video, family videos. Yeah, it's no one speaking directly to the camera. It's just, like you said, just police interrogation video, news clips, 
it's just no narrator. Uh, I, the only narrator really is is Shannon Watts, the woman who gets murdered. Right. And she's yeah, talking yeah. directly to the camera. Which is pretty insane. Yeah, yeah I know. it's her. And you're like, dude, she's been murdered. And you're seeing her video. It's crazy. It's pretty insane. Um so yeah, it's it's uh yeah, it was it was it's kind of hard to watch because, and obviously you don't see the murders happening. It's just described or, you you know, you see her last night when she comes to the house and that's the last time you see her. Um, what, the, the part that just really was hard to hear, dude, when he's, when he's being interviewed, and, and there's no video in this, it's just audio, when he's talking about um, the, 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 the event or the, the sort of the little things that happened before he murdered her. And then him driving out his daughters mm-hmm. out. And then the part that hit me, bro, was when he murdered one of his daughters. And when he came back, and one of the daughters said, hey, where's, you know, her sister? I can't remember what her name is. Kaylee or something like that. I don't remember. Was, which she asked, where's, you know, her sister? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, dude, he just, what possesses? You're right. A, a man, a, a father to just throw his children away like that, like kill them and just toss them in a in a bin, dude, they, been in a big tank. Because then he also says too, like at some point, it's like, yeah, I still hear like my daughter saying like, "No, daddy, no," or something like that, or like, "Like, daddy, no, stop," or something like that. And I'm like, bro, like how, when, like how do you, like how do you do that, dude? <laughs> like that is sheer insanity to me. Like that is otherworldly. Like, like not like in your right mind, possessed by something else type of action. So, so that's just... yeah. So that's why that show Evil is crazy because there is in the show there's a character that acts as the person who influences people to do evil, dude. Ooh. And it's sort of like, so there's not maybe not demon possession, but there is this guy who might himself be a demon. Who works by influencing people to do evil? Yeah, that's crazy. That is a crazy concept when you think about it. Because then you like think about Chris Watts, like what made him to decide to say, "Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and kill my family." Mm-hmm. It's freaking crazy. Like what? Yeah, it's insane, dude. It's insane, dude. It, it's like, yeah, it's it's <laughs> a warning because it is. It is it is gonna hit you, but it's it an it's an interesting documentary to watch. It's called American Murder, Family Next Door, something like that. So I'm Dude, sure. The crazy is I remember seeing like that because they used that footage in the movie, but I remember seeing like it wasn't one of those deep dives, you know, when you're just kind of you fall in that YouTube rabbit hole and all you're watching one video, then all of a sudden it leads you to another, it leads you to another. And I remember it led me to that police footage of him going to like a neighbor's house. And they're looking at his like camera footage and they can see when the truck is like when Chris Watts' truck is moving in from like the back. And you know, you can just kind of see him like having a hard time holding everything in. Uh and but I never knew like the specifics of it all. Like I I knew that he had killed his wife and his daughters, but like seeing it play out in that documentary and seeing how like like right at the moment where he gets caught. He's still like pretty like settled about it. Like he's not remorseful at all. Doesn't he sheds tears and stuff? But it's almost it almost seems more just because he got caught, not so much because of like the feeling of him doing 
those like heinous things to his family like it's it's just insane like it it, it is it is triggering as the kids say nowadays like you do get a little upset after a while you're just like dude how especially if you're a parent and you're a parent of a young like daughter too like this thing just it made me like go crazy i was like what the heck no cap how? no cap no cap at all dude they use that right yeah dude no cap yep. But it is, yeah, that, so that, that, I guess, kind of, like, that's, uh, what is it called, like, companion viewing, I guess, so you can, like, watch, uh, this American Murder movie, and then watch Evil, and just kind of see how, like, both of those kind of coincide together. Yeah, yeah, watch it, dude, check it out, dude. So, hey, let's go and hit up, uh, do our pick of the week, because I have one, I don't know if you have one, but I, uh, thought we'd go ahead and wrap it up this week, and talk do about, huh? Do our what? Pick of the week! Our pick of the week! There you go, dude. I almost took it from you, dude. I thought you wanted me to do it. No, no. You just have to do it. Pick of the week, dude. So I got one. I don't know if you have one. If you don't think about one. If not, I got one real quick. So we're talking about this American murder um, uh, family next door or something like that. I'm sorry if I don't know the the title. But it's true crime at its finest. It is, you know, if you're into true crime, which is like the thing right now, uh, I would recommend, it's actually a YouTube channel this week. I'm going to go ahead and recommend. Ooh, nice. It's a YouTube channel. It's under, it's called That Chapter. And I would search for that, it's called That Chapter. And it's this guy named Mike. And he just pretty much tells you a story, narrates actual true crime stories, whether it be murder or whether it be um, someone who's missing or, or unsolved mystery, something like that. And And usually they're just, they're, Stories about murder and stuff. But he um, kind of goes by the story, goes back to guys, uh, the person, either male or female's backstory. He kind of starts off with what actually happened, like the murder. And then he works backwards as to who this person was and why they led to what happened. So it's really good. I think I think it's interesting. They're only like 20-minute bites, so you can get like a, a whole true true crime murder show and within like 20, 15 minutes, and he kind of goes through it. So it's actually pretty cool. It's called That Chapter. If I found a dude going down the YouTube rabbit hole, and okay. he's got, he's got a, you know, he's got a pretty hefty following. So it's kind of cool the little stories that he does. He's kind of funny too, but he's not obviously trying to be funny. But little things that you know, little pun master there sometimes. But mm-hmm. um, and he's got an accent, so I don't, I can't tell if he's Australian or British, but. Uh, um, I think he's really good. So that's what I would recommend. Check out that chapter on YouTube uh, if you're into true crime. But uh, Jay, do you have something? Uh, I, w- I was gonna say that um, the ha- the haunting of Bly Manor. Or, uh, I forget. I I feel like I'm butchering that name. But um, uh, where is it? I just saw it right now too, just to be sure. But I think it is the haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, is really good, especially for this time. As we get creepier and creepier uh, in the uh, in the season, so that one I would definitely recommend that you guys watch. Um, everyone is always in for like a really good binge, so if you guys are looking for something to binge, definitely watch that. Or like I said, if you want to watch that American Murder uh, story or whatever it's called, um, that one is also really good. So basically, our whole show was basically like a big pick of the week because we got some stuff for you guys to watch. Go ahead and watch uh, American Murder, uh, Family Next Door. Um, Jay also just mentioned 
uh, the Hunting of Bly Manor. And if you haven't seen uh, Hunting of Hill House, watch that too. Oh, yeah. You don't need to watch one or the other to w- understand the other. They're all separate stories. So you can just start with Hunting of Bly Manor if you want. But you can always go back and watch that uh, other one, Hunting of Hill House. And then I would recommend watching Evil on uh, Netflix. And uh, Ratchet is another good one for Halloween uh, or this month of October. And then, uh, you know, when you're on YouTube, and you're going that rabbit hole, stop on or stop by that chapter. I think you'll enjoy the little true crime stories on there. So check that out. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode of the Beta Report. We obviously appreciate you guys uh, listening and supporting. So that's pretty awesome. Go back, go uh, to our uh, social media sites at the Beta Report, and you can go back on our website to watch or not watch, listen to older episodes as well because they're all on our website at thebetareport.com and uh, like I said on our other social media sites we'd love to see you guys interact with us and talk to us so yeah that's uh, about it Jay you have anything coming up anything you want to um, dude I would recommend uh, I'm going to be posting and I, I you know this is kind of it's at your own discretion or if you guys want I'm going to be posting up a lot of my students' work on my school Instagram page. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, I am one of my biggest things in my classroom is to like empower my students through their creative voice. So if they start seeing like a bunch of likes coming through on the work that I'm sharing, uh, their work that I'm sharing to everyone, I think that would be pretty fantastic. So uh, my school page is uh, at Mr. J underscore UPVHS. So uh, if you guys want to go there and check some of that work out, they, they, these kids are like seriously fantastic. They have some amazing stories to tell. And I think you guys, they even, uh, my midterm last week was them writing a story and like designing a cover page for it. So they've also like done their cover pages and they've like written stories. Um, and some of these stories are like pretty amazing. They're very, these kids are super talented. So uh, I'm excited to share that. So, you know, that's really the only thing that I have going on right now is just Sweet. me sharing my kids' work. We'll put it on the page so you guys can follow it. Just kind of, you know, help uh, Jay out, give him some likes. Uh, appreciate these kids' work because that's uh, it's the next generation of creative uh, work Mind. that we're going to be getting. Creative minds. All these shows and stuff, dude. Yeah, man, for, for sure. So I just want yeah. them to give me the credit once they actually get famous and they're going to be like, oh, it's because of you. I'm like, dope, give me some money. There you go. Exactly. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So watch out for uh, some new content content next week. So thank you so much. Until next week, here's the con. Hey, stop yawning. Stop yawning in the middle of the episode. The end of the episode. The end of the episode. That's right. That's right. And yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you until next week. Later.